Welcome to the PG Growth Planned Giving Podcast. I'm Ed Slugan. Thank you for joining me on the PG Growth Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to have on the podcast with me, Peter Barrow. Peter is an author, lecturer, entrepreneur, philanthropist, and senior volunteer for many charities across Ontario, particularly in the southwestern Ontario region. Peter's work has spanned decades. His influence on the community has been enormous. Uh, and has garnered a number of awards for the outstanding contribution that he has made to the community which in he lives. And so the next three podcasts are going to be talking a little bit about a book that Peter and I wrote together a few years ago called Worthy and Prepared. In that book, we spoke generally about those two notions, being worthy and being prepared, and how those two main principles are the guiding light for charities and organizations to raise more money, significant dollars, primarily in the major gift area. But for this series of podcasts, we'll be talking about Worthy and Prepared and what it means when it comes to planned giving or legacy giving. So this is the first of our three-part series with Peter Barrow. Peter, thank you for joining me today on the PG Growth Plan Giving Podcast. Some years ago, we wrote this wonderful book, Worthy and Prepared. And the idea, when we wrote Worthy and Prepared, it was a general book about uh, fundraising in, in, in its entirety within a development uh, operation of any kind. It wasn't particularly focused on one sort of fundraising or another. It's about building up what we would say, um, you know, the two main principles there being both worthy and prepared. I'd like to explore those concepts, though, in a planned giving context. When when we take the concepts that were in the book and think of them in legacy giving terms, um, you know, what do they mean? So let's start with worthy. You know, when we talk about being worthy, it's a large concept. Um, but, you know, we can start off by talking about it generally and what it meant in the book and then specifically around right. what it meant uh, or what it means, sorry, for, for legacy giving. So just tell me, just go through it a little bit about what the worthy concept meant originally. Well, the worthy, the worthy concept uh, really literally did mean um, when, I'm, when I'm looking at an organization to which I want to, to give a bequest or a planned giving project, uh, is this organization really actually worthy of that, first of all, of that effort and of that commitment? And by worthy, we, we meant an organization that was, and not necessarily in this particular order, but an organization of, of any size that was clearly clearly passionate and clearly fully committed to the cause in which it was it was supporting. Um, uh, one that could articulate that passion and vision uh, clearly. Uh, we actually referred in the book to the destiny proposition, um, a, a sense of you know we're we're in this world as an organization because we have a destiny to fulfill. We're we're here to try and uh, bring cancer to its knees. We're here to try and make sure that every child in our community has a has a has a uh, a bright future. 
uh, we're here to ensure that uh, the hospital that we represent has the the, uh, the funding, the resources, and the materials that it needs. Um, that we're truly in this for the long term. We're passionate about it. We're committed to it. And all the ways in which we act and uh, speak about our organization and the way in which we present ourselves reflect that level of worthiness. Um, as opposed to an organization that uh, is clearly quite good at raising money, um, but really doesn't necessarily have a particularly strong or well-articulated track record about uh, where that money has gone, why it's made a difference, uh, what the impact of the organization really will be in the world. So the first element, I think, of being worthy was um, what is the level of destiny, passion, and commitment about this organization? And can, I, as, and can I, as a plan giver, as somebody who wants to leave a lasting legacy, um, you know, can I engage with that? Can I relate to that? Does it make sense to me? And if those two things go together, then the organization is worthy of getting funds. So at a big picture level, I think that was, that was one element that we really looked at. The other was probably more fundamental. Um, does the organization have a very clearly prepared uh, case statement, if you like, for what it's really doing and what it's all about? Can I pick that up? Can I read it? Can I truly understand it? And can I see how my money will make a difference? The second thing I think is, does it have a board of directors uh, that's reputable, um, uh, clearly understands the governance process, has good, strong people on it whose, whose example I can follow and who I admire. Um, what does the board look like? And then maybe the third uh, element of being worthy is, um, which really leads us a bit more into prepared, is to what extent is the organization actually going to be able to use, administer, and make a difference with the money that I have? Do they have the infrastructure that can support the kind of gift that I want to give them? Um, do they do they have an understanding of how they can use that gift? So there were those kind of yeah. three elements. So let me, and that's really interesting. And one of the things I recall when we wrote the book, and and I say that, um, not that it was that long ago, but you know, there's so many concepts swirling right. around. But one of the things that uh, we talked about was from our experiences over the years of dealing with organizations that internally truly believe they're worthy. Right. And right. that's that, that, and that was always a concept that we found difficult when we would go and speak with clients uh, and work with organizations. You would sit down and say, "Well, do you know? Do your supporters think you're worthy?" And the answer was always, "Of course they do, because right. we do this incredibly important thing." And and for some, it was a passion project, but the passion wasn't really articulated no. in that way. And so when people listen to that, when people think about what you just talked about and what you very you know neatly and succinctly articulated um, they'll say well of course we're worthy and so how do we bridge the divide between the passionate individuals that are within an organization that live its mission every day that truly believe they're okay. worthy and and connecting that um, you know what and, and I guess we'll speak tactically a little bit more in the third you know we're going to do three series three parts of this series but we'll speak tactically later but how do we stop looking inward and start looking outward and test what we truly feel is the worthy characteristics of our organization with it with those who would might 
support us? Well, that's. I think it's a very interesting question. I, I think. I think. I think one of them would be um, to what extent, how extensive is the volunteer base that's associated with this organization? And uh, not necessarily how big it is, because it might be a small organization, but how committed and organized and passionate are the volunteers? How successful are we at recruiting volunteers? Um, and to what extent do they really, uh, really get engaged and get involved in the organization? I think that's one tangible way where passion is is shown and communicated. It's not just talked about. Uh, that's one. I think. I think partnerships in the or in, in uh, partnerships that an organization has and builds are a reflection of its own passion. So if it's not just simply looking after its own area of expertise, but it's it's also engaged with other agencies who are trying to uh, improve the common good. Uh, similar agencies that are doing work together that are sharing uh, some of their best practices, that are maybe every now and again exchanging people to help each other out. That's a sign, I think, of an organization that's really passionate, altruistic, and truly committed to the bigger picture. If they're helping children, for example, they're engaged with other organizations that are helping children in the community. Um, and really, if, we, uh, if you look at your own experience, Ed, and the many, many uh, organizations you've helped, um, it almost always is the ones who are fully connected through volunteers, partnerships, um, civic reputation, you know, um, uh, people's general awareness of their brand. Those are the organizations that are really passionate. Those that can't do that probably aren't demonstrating that level. Yeah, and let me, I'm going to tell you, that's very interesting because <clears throat> one of the things about the book and the notion of worthy and prepared, and in right. this particular case, worthy is, is the idea. And I recall this again from the time we were putting it together, is that all, um, when it comes to partnerships and volunteer involvement, and what I don't want is for organizations to judge themselves against uh, other organizations right. that have involvement right. of a certain level. Um, you know the, the 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 you know we'll use some of the children's uh, hospitals for example that have extraordinarily wide ranging involvement uh, to the point where at some points they have to turn people away because they've got so much engagement. Um, you know what we talked about was understanding your worthy message. Right. You know ultimately, and don't try and be um, what you're not. Right. Stick to that those core elements that make you worthy and understand that that might mean that your engagement within the community may not equal or surpass other organizations. So, you know, it's about, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, it's about truly understanding what makes you worthy and sticking to that. Well, it's, it's you're absolutely right. Um, you know, it's what, as marketers, we would call the unique point of difference. I mean, what... What is our organization's unique point of difference? Um, we may be in the field of children's health, for example, but, but where are we specifically going to make our impact and where are we going to be, um, be unique and be our own person? And you're absolutely right. It's not about um, then sitting down and saying, well, compared to all the other organizations that are doing this kind of work, where do we rate? It's about being the very best that we can be at doing it our way so that donors can look at us and say, I like that approach. I'm going to give to that approach. 
That was the first in our three-part series with Peter Barrow. Next time, Peter and I talk about the second of our principles within our book, the idea of being prepared, being prepared to receive gifts and ensure that the gifts are brought into the organization, stored properly, utilized properly, and make the impact that the donor truly wishes to see. Until then, thank you for listening.